What is the one quality that you possess that makes you think that you can walk out here and come to the ring and face the very best in the business? Ruthless aggression. Rain is not your father. I'm your father, Dominic. I'm your father. Enjoying the ride, Randy. You son of a bitch! You're fired! What? Because Triple H didn't want to work Tuesday! Well, you, you're going to see what it's like to be my worst enemy. I know, you're I know, like I bet, I bet. Welcome to the Ruthless Aggression Podcast. And we are getting underway with Season 4. We're finally here, fellas. Yeah, yeah. I am Levi, joined as always by that big, juicy Kyle. Kyle, what's going on, man? How are you? Uh, whole lie. Yes, soy Kyle. <laughs> uh, uh, es muy bien. Because uh, we're in Puerto Rico, Spanish, what what? Para uso dentro de la tienda solamente. Prohibido subir niños en la ganasta. ¿Cómo se dice you suck balls in uh, Espanol? ¿Cómo se dice uh, uh, la donde está la cuchi? Donde está la cuchi, yeah. Hey, chupa <laughs> me huevos, do you know what I'm saying, son? <laughs> Uh, prohibido uh, uh, sauce it. Anyway, of course, as always, to my left, it's good old Jake R. Jake, want to take Jake back in the booth? How are you doing, sir? Oh, I'm well. I think we have to assume the uh, alter ego of El Jaco today, considering we are live in Puerto Rico. Um, and, and to answer Kyle's question, I'm doing quite well, thank you kind of excited to talk about this show it was certainly there's certainly stuff that happened but i don't know how much happened in all the shows in wwe history this was certainly one of them it's new year's revolution 2005 and of course this event took place january 9th 2005 in san juan puerto rico yay uh, of course, the, happy. yeah, man, we got a freaking white hot crowd, which unfortunately succumbed to the, how do you say, the the afterburn of 2004, man. This is like the funeral of 2004 here. For it real? just, the crowd, <laughs> if you kill the crowd in Puerto Rico, you've done something wrong. I, I think that's why they haven't been back for like nearly <laughs> 20 years. Vince was like, this crowd, yeah, yeah. They can't stay hot. And it's like, well, I mean, you're giving them a Jerry the King Lawler match in the middle of 
Versus a, a terrorist. Experience. Yeah, you guys have full experience of what it was like to have a JR, a Jerry the King Lawler match. <laughs> Which I personally would love. <laughs> but this event took place at the, excuse my Spanish here, Coliseo de Puerto Rico, which is now known as the Jose Miguel Agrilot Coliseum, which is a brand new arena at this point, broke ground in 1998 and opened up at the tail end of 2004. So it's brand spanking new. Dang. Wow, man. Just like Doug. Just like what? <laughs> Just like Doug. As in the cartoon? Uh, yeah. What? <laughs> a really painfully stupid reference. Let's go to the Honker Burger, am I right? Yeah. You want to see my Honker Burgers? <laughs> Doug, put those things away. I'll cover, I'll cover your patties and mayonnaise, you know what I'm saying? Oh, no, you got it. <laughs> we have an attendance tonight of 15,764 with a capacity of 18,500. So they are quite, quite packed in. We got them hanging from the rafters, folks. There's a buy rate of 270,000. And our theme song tonight is some generic theme. (laughs) And right now, Jake. Yo. What I'd like for you to do is tell us what it would be like if there was a commission theme, official theme song for New Year's Revolution that wasn't generic. Written by the Dudley Boys. And go. Okay, we just walked in the room. We got to come up with something. We got to do something. Hey, Devon, we got to come up with something, uh, you know, with a little Latin flavor. What you think about that? Don't answer. First, we got to get someone over here that we know already. A guy that you might remember. He did a little bit of time in ECW by the man. His name is Rey Mysterio. Hey, Devon, where's Rey Mysterio? Don't answer. Go, Just go get him. <laughs> and then Rey Mysterio comes in, played by Kyle, and he does, and then he starts rapping. <laughs> So, so hey, hey Ray, Ray, here's a microphone. I want to hear what you got. And go, we're doing the song for Puerto Rico. Go. <laughs> Kyle has missed his cue. <laughs> Ray. Oh, wait, no, no, no. I laryngitis. I was like, um, I love Puerto Rico. It's very cool. If you don't come to New Year's Revolution, you are a tool. Ooh. Oh, they, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right. Hey, now I'm gonna put some. I'm gonna put some. Like, what do you think? Some uh, mariachi horns? I I don't know, man. I think that's a little stereotypical. <laughs> do they not, you say they don't have mariachi in uh, in Puerto Rico? They, they don't celebrate. I, they don't celebrate the Fifth of July I, or whatever. I, I, I'm Rey Mysterio, man. I'm from I'm from Mexico. So so what you say? What's the difference? You're making me uncomfortable. I'm gonna go. <laughs> Bubba Ray, xenophobic. Get out. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I think that's about how it went. Oh my gosh! Basically. Well, thanks, Ray Mysterio, for making our unofficial theme song <laughs> of New Year's Revolution. You're making me uncomfortable. That's, that's, <laughs> that's a producer hit right at the very beginning. You know, when the song comes in, it's like, 
You're making me uncomfortable. Welcome to Puerto Rico. Welcome to Puerto Rico. It almost sounds like the beautiful people. <laughs> yeah, the, well, you know, where, where do you think they worked? They worked on, on <laughs> That's what it should have been, a, a cover Puerto of Rico. It was Puerto Rico. Dun, 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 Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Jim Ross? <laughs> yeah, Jim Ross does the... Instead, instead of the... Oh, you got to save money. You do it, Jim. <laughs> they, they, know what they, do. they just use the cut from uh, when he got lit on fire by Kane. They just reused the audio from that. <laughs> <laughs> I love how all the cost cutting measures come down to Jim Ross. And he's like, What do you mean, Kelly Kelly's stuck at the airport? All right, we need Kelly's expose, but who can we use? All right, Jim Ross, <laughs> quit your grinning and drop your linen. <laughs> Oh, 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 Jan, don't turn into the ECW team. <laughs> Jan, don't look. <laughs> Dude, my bare bottom, my bare Oklahoma bottom is on the TV. So was Randy Orton's in the main event. How about that? So my goodness, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That gave me the coughs. Oh, my gosh. Let's, let's move on here. We are sponsored tonight by wweshop.com. And guys, did you ever purchase something from shop back in the day before the internet? Nope, never. Nope. I had no idea I how really you could even to. buy anything from the internet until Amazon existed. So I have, I have a short, uh, little short story. My sister, believe it or not, uh, my older sister, Gracie, was more into wrestling than I was um, back in like 03, kind of 04-ish. And so for her birthday, she wanted a Shawn Michaels t-shirt. Now, my sister, Mm -hmm. every time we went to the store, would try and buy WWE Magazine. So in there, they had, you know, the shop section. And she mailed in an order, like, you know, put a check or money order in there. And several weeks later, got her Shawn Michaels shirt. All right. It's a very cool process. And by very cool, I mean... Hmm, that's that's something. That's, that's about, I don't know what that is, but it's something. Because now you can just use your iPhone and you know just buy it instantly. You know, SeanMichaelsShirts.com and buy a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Those bootleg Earl Hebner type of shirts. <laughs> Welcome to the white sandy beaches of Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. In this tropical paradise, paradise, with its angelic views paradise. and majestic mountains, a horror will be unleashed. The Elimination Chamber is specifically designed to punish the human body. Two miles of shame, 36 feet in diameter, 10 tons of steel, no give, no flex, a career-shortening environment. Tonight, on this heavenly island, six men... Triple H! Chris Benoit! And... Chris Jericho! Batista! Randy! Orton! ...will battle in hell. 
Satan structure itself. The one who can defeat the other. He has to put the body on the line. Overcome the distractions. A special referee, Shawn Michaels. And survive the chamber. The elimination chamber. Will leave paradise as champion. WWE New Year's Revolution. We get an opening package here. It's a mix of paradise. Ooh, there's palm trees and sandy beaches. Isn't that nice? But then, elimination chamber. Oh, no. It's a, it's a little funny, but communicates, hey, we're in Puerto Rico, and here's the chamber. What do you guys think? I liked it. I thought, you know, like you said, I mean, it, it's. I, I always like these sorts of juxtaposition things, and WWE does them really well. And they're like, hey, we're in paradise. And like, actually, some people here are going to be in hell. <laughs> yeah, same. I, I know. I, I just like just juxtaposition. And it was just fun. Cause it's like, yeah, you're in paradise, but you're going to die. <laughs> and now, Raw presents New Year's Revolution. So, we have if a you big... Don't come to Puerto Rico, you're a tool. Ramster, you on the beat. Ray Mysterio off your feet. Ray Mysterio on your beat. Watch out, here come my feet. It's a 619 do and we're fine. Ray Mysterio one more time. Something like that. I am uncomfortable. I am am uncomfortable. (laughs) Sounds like Puss in Boots. (laughs) (laughs) Which I just watched last night, actually. It's pretty good. The new one? Yeah, the new one. Yeah. Was it good? Yeah, I liked it. I haven't finished it, but it's pretty good so far. I liked the last Puss and Boots. That's what this podcast about. It's Puss and Boots, kid. <laughs> Bleeping Boots, as I like to say. <laughs> uh, we have a big juicy set. Kyle, can you describe the <laughs> set to our listeners? Uh, no, hang on. Nothing special, not bad. Basically, just a you know, big square Tron in the middle, you know. Just your little pipes hanging, and uh, we got a two big old Puerto Rican flags to left and right with some other kind of metal structure kind of deals. Nothing like crazy, but does the job. Looks good. Looks big. Very clear where we are. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there's also like <laughs> they were like, yeah, let's make an extra Puerto Rico. Put some like palm trees and stuff around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like how they had them behind uh, Jerry and Jim. I thought that was kind of a nice touch. Also, that was a little weird that the, uh, you know, like they had live commentary there, but, you know, they had them kind of more by the set or whatever. It, but the uh, the ringside still had the giant open area scaled for commentary by ringside. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So they had uh, the, the commentators kind of catty cornered <laughs> so to make room for the chamber, it looked like. Thought that was fun. Mm, the chamber of elimination. They juxtaposition the commentators to the 
Puxtaposition. Juxtaposition. <laughs> juxtaposition. Get out of here. <laughs> you don't... You don't know what a juxtaposition is, boy. I'm gonna juxtapose my It had just been. Oh, no, no! William Regal and Eugene for the World Tag Team Titles. Christian has been a bit directionless as of late, and I think it's a two-part reason that coincides with Taboo Tuesday, as well as his injury that sidelined him for several weeks prior to that. He's supposed to, in my opinion, be viewed as the top antagonist to Shelton Benjamin for the IC title, but I guess we've gotten away from that to try and push Maven as a viable hill in the division. <laughs> oh, come on. You don't like Maven? No, I am very on record as hating Maven. <laughs> Maven is awful. Oh, come on, folks. Maven's not Dude, that bad. Maven, come on. Is the, Maven is the low light of this pay-per-view. Well, well hold, your feel, hold your feelings, hold your jeers, and we'll Holy get to him later. Cow. Hey, come on now. I mean, like, Brock Lesnar was... Uh... A small-time dude who came big. I mean, certainly they'll strike lightning twice with Maven. <laughs> Maven is tough enough, wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. Uh, no. But he's got a trophy and everything. Anyway, with that, we've seen the attention shift to... Ooh. And with that, we've seen the attention shift to Eugene after feeling disrespected backstage on Raw. Because Eugene was starstruck after running into one of his favorite superheroes... Captain Charisma. What? So <laughs> <not> a superhero. <laughs> so this comes after Christian was forced to dress up in a funny superhero outfit inspired by his nickname. Oh. Because oh, after dork. all, after our, our Raw heroes won the traditional Survivor Series match, that being Benoit, Jericho, Randy Orton, and Maven, they each got to be general manager for a week, for the next four weeks, until Eric Bischoff came back from vacation. So I don't remember who was general managing that week, but they they made uh, Christian dress up in a funny superhero outfit. Probably uh, Chris Benoit. Classic. <laughs> that jokester Chris Benoit. <laughs> He's like, ah, this outfit kills me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're terrible for that one. Would you stop oh. Zesty Gorilla Monsoon on the podcast? <laughs> Would you stop? <laughs> would, you, would you stop? <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway. So Christian expressed worry to Tom Coe that this, you know, him dressing up as a superhero would tarnish his image in the eyes of the viewing public. So okay. Christian took this act by Eugene as a sign of disrespect. Other than that, there's not much heat for this match. What do you guys think of the heated rivalry between Christian and Eugene? <laughs> oh, 
man. It's contender few of the year. Yeah, it's going down. Already. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is the hottest match I've seen on a pay-per-view all year. I'll tell you that much. You know what that reminds me? That, it, that used to legitimately bother me when movie trailers would say, it's the movie of the year, and it's like March. It's January. <laughs> movie event of the year. Movie event of the summer. Rain Man. <laughs> Rain Man 2. The Downpour. It's the movie of the year. It's John Leguizamo in The Pest. <laughs> no. Downpour. <laughs> it's the Naughty Professor 3, The Return of Jafar. <laughs> anyway, uh, Eugene comes out here in a Hulkamania-inspired shirt and bandana. Do you guys like his Hulkamania outfit? Yeah. Perhaps it's a sign of things to come. <laughs> it appears our year will be riddled with Hulkamania, brother, brother. Yeah, there might be some uh, some brother sucks in this uh, calendar year. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Hogan knows best. Uh, Hogan knows best, dude. <laughs> that doesn't work for me, brother. <laughs> we got to get this thing back on track, dude. So let's get let's get the ball rolling once again, brother. I've been listening to way too much Laps Fan podcast, and my Hoganisms are at all time high. Craps fan. Apparently, many many. Many times every week on Impact, he would say, got to get this thing back on track, and this thing being Impact Wrestling, when the reality is the the ratings for Impact were higher than after he came in. (laughs) It just went down and down and down. Crazy, huh? Anyway. We begin with the Regal and Christian here. The first thing I want to note is the loud Christian Sox chants. Made me laugh. Like a lot of these, some of these chants, I had a hard time understanding. Well, it's because a lot of them were in Spanish. No, please tell me that you're lying. Just messing with you. Oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness, dude. (laughs) We get a snap bear by Regal. Christian arm drags Regal, and Regal kips up and arm drags Christian. Shoulder blocks and two counts for Regal. Or should I say, dose counts? Side headlock by Regal. Christian backs Regal into a corner. We get shoulder thrust by Christian. Regal nails a hip toss off an Irish whip, and we tag out to Eugene. The big Gene, baby. Big Gene. Actually, he's to come. He fights Kane. Eugene. <laughs> you should have teamed up with Snitsky. He could have been Eugene Snitsky. <laughs> that's what they would do now. That's that's like an AEW team. It's like Eugene Snitsky. <laughs> It wasn't. It wasn't my special, <laughs> but it was his special. He's a, spe- he's a special boy. Come on now. Okay. <laughs> Eugene gives a wedgie to Christian, <laughs> followed by the Hulk Hogan pose. Christian boots Eugene in the ribs, and we get a side headlock by Captain Charisma. Captain Crunch. Dude, imagine being a fan of a superhero and they just attack you, dude. That That's not cool. Imagine if an Ant-Man crawled up your, well, you know. Up your butt. So to speak. Up your pee hole? No. <laughs> Eugene leapfrogs Christian and lures him in. Christian misses an elbow. We get JYD headbutt by Eugene with ping motion included. Which makes Christian say, oh, no, no, You got your pee on me! 
but he ain't got no pee on me. <laughs> hey, hey, my pants. Haters wanna hate, lovers wanna love. I don't even want none of the, none above. Of the above. I want to drip, drip, drip. Uh huh. Mark Kelly's in prison now. Oh, no, Jay isn't. Anywho, uh, Christian then tags out to Tomco. Tomco chokes. Tomco's such a stupid name. Oh my gosh. It is a dumb. It is, it's like Tomcat. Then I think of an old person. I think it's just it sounds like a like a toy thing, like Tonka or something. <laughs> Tyson like, Tonka. For all, I know, it, for all I know, Tomco is probably a perfectly normal name in some culture, but just like not American. kid, I was like, who the Tomco? A weird name, and he likes it so much he tattooed on his back, on his butt. <laughs> How do you know it's actually his cheeks. name? How do you know that, dude? How do you know it's on well, his what, beach? You get a gimmick name tattooed on you, brother. Tomko chokes and clubs Eugene. When we tag out to Christian, <laughs> Eugene slides out to pose with the fans. Then I notice all that <laughs> space for the chamber, like we talked about earlier. <laughs> yeah. Christian and Tomko give chase, and Eugene crawls under the ring. Regal strikes Tomko, and Eugene O'Connor rolls Christian for two. But Eugene just like reached in the back of his shorts and pulled out like a big piece of crap and just threw it at someone. <laughs> oh my god, he's like a monkey or something. Like they're trying to really push, like, ah, oh, yeah, he's that stupid. Vince <laughs> <laughs> is in desperation yeah, mode. Yeah. He's no longer high functioning, folks. He's low functioning. God, you got in the hit with a cinder block. <laughs> oh, the function is completely gone. The function is mild, folks. Hmm. Eugene spanks Christian before Tomko chokeslams Eugene. I'm, I'm glad we still have a wrestler holding it down in the spank division ever since we lost Rico. The spank division. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> the wank division. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Christian takes control, tagging Tomko. We get a choke in the corner. Cor- oh my gosh, dude. Where am choke I from? Choke in the corner. <laughs> choke in the corner by Tomko. Elbows to the back of the head. We get a running power slam by Tomko for two, followed by an eye rake. We tag to Christian, right hands by Christian, and Eugene fires up with a backdrop. That's right, it's our first Spunkinko! <laughs> oh wow, Eugene with the first Spagingo is season four. So in comes Regal, shoulder blocks, and a drop kick for Tomko. Tomko clotheslines Regal hard. Tomko chokes Regal, and Christian stomps all over Regal. 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 We get right hands by Christian, and Regal has been busted wide open. My God. A, a little, a little, uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going away from Eugene because nobody cares about Eugene. And yeah. <laughs> kind of leaning towards Tyson Tomko a bit. I mean, you know, guys, I hope we're wrong. I, I had He's better cool. not see, I had better not see Eugene on the next episode of anything. Well, I'm sorry, because he uh, makes a guest spot on Desperate Housewives. <laughs> um, 
Okay, I have like 0.1% more respect for Tyson Tomko because he used to be a bodyguard for Limp Biscuit and apparently appeared oh. in the music video for my generation. What? No way. I have no idea. <laughs> Dang, I got to get props to the big Tom. Yeah. That's actually pretty cool. Thank you for sharing cool. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Take a look around, punk. So we tagged a Tomco, the former bodyguard of Limp Biscuit. Tomco tosses Regal across the ring. We get shoulder thrust by Tomco. Regal knees his way out of that predicament, and Regal is pushed into the ropes, and Christian smashes Regal in the back. Uh, Christian drops Eugene off the apron, so Regal, he reaches for the tag, but to no avail. Christian and Tomco put the boots to Regal. Tomco and Regal bang heads off an Irish whip. Tomko squishes Regal in the corner with a knee drop by Tomko. Tomko misses a splash. And then we get the hot tag to Eugene. Ooh, yeah. Right hands by Eugene. Clothesline on Tomko. And Jake, let's start with you. What did you think about the match? It wasn't very good. And then the ending wasn't very good because someone got really, really hurt. Yeah, it was it was something. But, yeah, I don't know. It, like, thumbs down as far as the match goes, especially when you consider, like, pretty some pretty significant injury uh, occurred in this match. And, like, the people were, were hot for it, even though the match was crap. Yeah, thumb, thumbs down in that match for me. Uh, for me, uh, it's like, I want to say thumbs middle, but that's only because it's like, I don't really feel any particular way about this match, but it wasn't really like great. I don't know. That's how I felt. And, but then when I added in the fact that someone got severely like career alteringly injured, like it becomes a thumbs down. Yeah, sure. Thumbs down too, <laughs> yes. Talked him into it. <laughs> The negotiator. Well, I'm a negotiator, folks. You can't talk me out of it. I'm going to say thumbs middle, and I'll tell you why. Because it had the makings of a fun opener, and the crowd was hot. Christian was the perfect goofy villain for Eugene. Regal selling like a champ. It's just a shame the match had to end the way it did. So, thumbs middle. I'm going to say thumbs middle. And unfortunately, Eugene has suffered a ruptured left patella. And he's out for the next six months of entering action. tendon. You can't rupture a bone. That's what JR said, so that's what I wrote down. <laughs> All right, well, he was wrong. It had to have been, it, he either ruptured a patellar tendon or he displaced his patella. To Christy Hemi. She's uh, walking around in a bikini. The end. That's about mm. it. And uh, Jim, or King is like, oh my God. There's boobies. <laughs> Kyle, you cut out what'd you say? <laughs> and of course, King is like, oh God, a woman half naked before. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the hell up, <laughs> 
married like five times. You've seen a naked woman. Shut up. <laughs> Does she look like the cat to you? Anywho, we cut backstage to Christian and Tyson Tomko. They run into Edge, who has an idea. But Christian is apprehensive to trust him, because last time he did, Edge jumped him from behind, which came off the heels of a uh, tag team match on Raw. Edge is like, I don't like you, and attacks him. So he orders Tomko to beat up Edge, but before he lays hands upon the rated G Nintendo Wii, Edge says... So I guess you don't want to be a world champion. And Christian is now curious as they walk away together. What could be looming? <gasps> what could be fruit of the looming? Y'all ever wear fruit of the loom undies back in the day? Uh, you know it. Undershirts. <laughs> Y'all remember the, the commercials with all the fruit people? I remember. Yeah, those were weird. Remember berries? One of the guys, the, gra- the grape guy got in trouble because he was making a public appearance and like one of the grapes fell off and everybody saw his balls. <laughs> <laughs> like, but they were, painted, they were painted orange so everyone knew that he actually planned it ahead of time. That's the exact reason why the grape guy is my favorite. The G-Rape guy? Next match will blow your nipples off as oh, it's a women's title out. match as Trish Stratus takes on Lita for at least a second. <laughs> Lita is a loser. How you doing? You doing all right? Because, I mean, I heard y'all pregnant and stuff. You look uh, a little chubby. I thought it was just plain terrible. It's a beautiful baby. (laughs) Open your heart, just like you opened your legs. Lita, the walking kiss of death. Come Survivor Series, you're going to lose to me, just like you lost your baby. There's no reasoning with Lita after all the barbs that she suffered from Trish Stratus. Oh, oh, oh my gosh! That's the first time! And 
that's how badly Lita wants to become the women's champion. wrestler ever. Lita had to practically kill herself just to beat me. I am the new women's champion. At New Year's Revolution, one of the most anticipated rematches in the women's division that I can ever remember. She better enjoy every single second of being champion because I will get my title back. Oh, man. Uh, so it's come to this. After a heated and toxic rivalry in 2004, Lita and Trish look to settle the score here at the start of 2005. Lita has been harassed by Trish for being tortured by Kane, which never made sense to me at the time, considering Lita and Trish were united in their disdain for Christian. Ha uh-huh, you're a victim. Ha uh-huh. <laughs> uh, ha. You're getting, you're getting raped. It's hilarious how a demon man wants to rape you. <laughs> just that all evil. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Christian, you know, they had they had a similar disdain for Christian and Chris Jericho for being sleazy little creeps towards them. But nevertheless, once Kane eliminated his and Lita's baby because it wasn't Snitsky's fault, Lita could now be physical. She put the old bully beat down on Trish at Survivor Series on top of the match never happening due to how brutal the beating was. Lita busted up Trish's nose pretty good, forcing her to wear a protective mask. What'd you guys think of Trish's protective mask? I thought it was sexy. Yeah, it gave me an erection. (laughs) (laughs) Well, nevertheless, these two ladies would face... Uh, faced each other in the main event of Raw, making herstory in the process by becoming the first two ladies to do so. And it's a miracle Lita made it out of that match because she darn near almost broke her neck on a sloppy suicide dive. Jappers, crappers. You know, the thing about Lita, when she was with the Hardys and she was awesome and everybody liked her because she was the cool alternative girl, like that was all well and good. But, like, the more I watch Lita, like, the more I start to realize she sucks in the ring. And she's dangerous. Yes, she is extremely sloppy. I've been saying that here on the podcast. Folks, y'all know. Y'all know who I'm rocking with. <laughs> I think she gets, yeah, she gets respect for a lot of that Having earlier thong, work basically. at the Hardys. The Hardy Damn. residual. Just like the Road Dog. Everybody's like, oh, I'd love to chant along with him. But really, he sucks. Sucks. <laughs> oh my god, Road Dog sucks. When are you getting started? <laughs> Kyle's been going through the Attitude Era uh, in between uh, podcast yeah. recordings. Yeah, the let me tell you something. Germs. If, if X-Pac could have just gotten people to do chants like Road Dog did, then the people would be saying Road Dog Heat. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lita won the match on Raw, thus becoming the new women's champion. Trish gets a rematch here, but can she regain the title? 
We get a lock up and Trish shoves Lita into the corner. Lita takes down Trish and Trish is not happy with that tackle. Lita throws Trish to the floor and Lita dives off the apron and there it is. She's blown out her knee. Second match in a row. Lita tries to continue the match, but she cannot stand. So one chick kick later, Trish is the new women's champion. And I'll just say thumbs incomplete. I mean, I'm sure the match would have been fine, but we'll never know. So poor Lita. But man, Lita is such a sloppy wrestler. I I do want to point out, uh, before I go on here, that Jerry Lawler treated this match seriously and didn't go over the top of the jokes. So props to him. But Lita, Lita's sloppy. Jerry. She's been sloppy, and now she's especially sloppy because she's old and they still got her in the ring. How old is she at this point? Or are you talking about now in reality? No, now yeah. now in reality. Yeah, not a comeback. Not in the timeline, <laughs> but yeah. Let's see. Um, how old is Lita? 46. 48. Ooh, not bad. So she, she's not ancient, but I mean, gosh, for wrestling. Like. Hey, AJ Styles, 46 years old. I'm just saying. <laughs> Roll tight on that. Love me some... Alan Jones styles. <laughs> I love that role. <laughs> Kyle, what'd you think about this match? You know, man, it, it wasn't really a match. <laughs> it just kind of happened. It was a thing. It wasn't particularly entertaining and, you know, concerning. So, you know, I guess I'll be with you. Thumb's kind of incomplete. Can't really rate this one. Yeah, it's. You, I was predispositioned. I mean, I like both girls involved in the match, and um, I thought it was going to be fun, and then it's just unfortunate, you know? And when something like this happens, you, you look at it, and you're like, oh, my God, again? Like, it, you know, if someone gets hurt, you're like, okay, well, that, that never happens two times in a row, and then it does. What's in the water, Puerto Rico? <laughs> oh, man, Spirit. imagine... Imagine those, those if very, we got very welcome to South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine in Puerto Rico if we got the return of Rico. How about that? <gasps> it would be it would be the Puerto Rico. Welcome to South Africa, man. That's Rico. That would be Rico's new gimmick. Like he he moved to Puerto Rico. He became a naturalized citizen. He's enveloped in the culture, and now it's like I am Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of don't hate it. It'd be something other than just look, <laughs> I'm gay. <laughs> and not just any kind of gay. Very, very gay. Now he, can be, now he can be gay in Latin. I guess you ever find you attractive or something. We eventually cut backstage to Edge Christian and Eric Bischoff. Bischoff. What do you guys think of the buzz cut Bischoff? I think he looks like a goof. Yeah, he just looks kind of off. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) We need that slick quaffed hair. It just looks, I don't know. It's like Eric Bischoff, you know. Love him or hate him. He's always kind of looked presentable. And just buzz cut Bischoff just kind of looks like he just doesn't give a crap it's like eh. 
Maybe he didn't. <laughs> I don't know. This is this is oh, the last man. year in the timeline. We'll see him, unfortunately. At this he, point, he, he was he already looks like, like he can tell. <laughs> well, at this point, he was already like, "I need to get out of here. Go to total nonstop action." <laughs> <laughs> well, he does make an appearance uh, in 06, just one, but so there is that. But anyway, um, Edge and Christian seem to have reached an agreement on Edge's idea, which is Edge wants out of the chamber match because. He feels Shawn Michaels being the special guest referee will hinder his chances at a fair outcome. Edge proposes that Christian take his place and whoever wins the chamber match faces Edge for the World Heavyweight Championship tomorrow night on Raw. Which, a little silly. Be weasley, huh? Weasley, trying old to, zombie. Trying to be a big old weasel. Eric quickly shuns the idea and says he ain't changing nothing. I want a hot dog. Puerto Rico dogs. Edge leaves furiously while Christian can be heard in the background pleading with Bischoff. Come on. Edge, Come on. Come on. Edge then runs into Shawn Michaels, who assures Edge that nothing bad will happen to him as long as he keeps his hands off the merchandise. So to speak. He comes in, he's like, I'm just, here to, I'm just here to, to call it down the middle and praise the Lord, brother. And I'm all out of psalms. Sean <laughs> vows to retaliate if he is hit. Continental title match as Shelton Benjamin takes on the Mave Master himself, Maven. <laughs> uh oh. <clears throat> oh, sorry, sorry. Was that directly into the microphone? No, but this was. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Jake the Snake Roberts uh, pulled up to the podcast. <laughs> you want to see my snake? It's my butt cheeks. <laughs> hey, I will drink your pee to show you how much I respect you. Drink your pee and make you squee with glee. It's a real story, you know, about Jake the Snake Roberts. I believe it. Why not? I believe it. It's a modern day Van Gogh. Cut off his ear. <laughs> show his love. I'll drink your pee. Van Gogh all over. So I just want to start here by saying Maven is a moron. A Maven. And here's why. <laughs> After valiantly coming to his team's aid at Survivor Series, coming off a beating from Snitsky earlier in the evening, Maven found himself on the winning team, thus getting one week to be the general manager of Raw while Eric Bischoff is on vacation. So he went and booked himself into a world title match with Triple H because why the heck wouldn't he? But the moral dilemma they centered the whole night angle around was Triple H extending the offer to Maven to join Evolution. Evolution. And Kyle, I gotta ask you, man. If you were the general manager for a night and booked yourself into a world title match and got offered to drop it to join Evolution, would you do it? Uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Dang, even though the the fans love you, you're gonna turn your back on the fans? The fans don't pay your bills, brother. For real. I mean, 
Randy Orton and uh, Batista came out of Evolution looking better, even though they got beat up when they left. But, you know. Well, Batista certainly didn't, did he? I don't know. He did the beating. I don't know. Who cares? Wrestling's fake. Oh, the only thing real in wrestling? The money and the miles, baby. Money the only miles, thing brother. real in wrestling is the marks. No. <laughs> Kevin Nash. Oh, man. Um, so, uh, Triple H, on that episode of Raw, he goes on forever trying to convince Maven to join. And um, Maven doesn't make an immediate decision. So, through the night, he's contemplating what he's going to do. And he encounters Randy Orton in the back, who's so ready to hype up his homeboy, Maven. But when Maven reveals his apprehensions, Randy scolds Maven, saying, Evolution will turn on you. This isn't who you are, etc., etc. So Maven does the right thing, air quotations, by rejecting the offer and taking Triple H on for the title. And he ends up losing a close match, believe it or not. But due to interference from Batista and Flair, of course, Triple H wins. So, one week later, Maven loses a singles match with Snitsky, clean as a sheet. And two weeks later, Maven gets tossed out in a battle royal by Eugene. And this is where it gets good, folks. Because Maven lashes out at Eugene, thus turning him heel. And I'm like, why... Would you turn down joining Evolution in the name of being a good guy? Just a snap on the mentally challenged guy two weeks later. What a moron. You could have been you could have been a heel and successful, but instead you're Maven. Now you got nothing. <laughs> well, I did knock Undertaker out of the ring. I did the Royal Rumble. That is his claim. Yeah, who cares? And if it wasn't for Matt Cardona, that would be his only thing. <laughs> Big Show? Big Show. Morning, Maven. So what do you guys make of uh, Maven's heel character? Maven's heel character? He comes out and uh, he has like long black hair to his ankles and a trench coat. (laughs) And uh, he's like, nobody move. Nobody will get maved. That's what he calls it when he beats you up. I think um, I think it's exactly like his face run. Nobody cares. Oh, but what about that awesome theme song, dude? What awesome? Okay, so the, it's dubbed over on the network. In case you didn't figure that out, here comes the Maven. That's the theme, right? <laughs> Do y'all not know his they're, theme song? No, they're shaven Maven. Not. Is that how it goes? Dun, 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 dun. Shaven Maven. Mmm. Uh. Uh. Ah, oh, 2001, man. There's a vibe. Yeah. I'm blind. WWE and Stacker 2 present. Backsmash 2001. Great Balls of Fire 2002. <laughs> <laughs> Balls 2002. Okay, so I, I'm on record on the podcast. I've said this before. I love that theme song. And perhaps it wasn't for Maven in the end. It doesn't fit. But and Maven himself said he didn't like that theme song. But I think it, it, it created a long-lasting love of Maven through the years. People are like, man, 
That theme song was cool. Hey, you know what? I miss Maven. How about that? Because I certainly did. So, but that that's his theme song, man. I, I, it's a really good song. Uh, it's theme song, Maeve. I mean, who no, sings that? No Cody Rhodes. I think the band that the sings it. Getting made me think of Cody Rhodes <laughs> for real. Cody Rhodes, why? The beginning reminds me of the that Downstate song or whatever. Oh, I guess I can see that. Yeah. Not exactly alike. Just it kind of makes me think of it. Downstate. They got so many wrestler songs. Oh my gosh. Wrestlers in my butt. I'm going to Pizza Hut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so the band, you know, we, you know, like, okay, real quick, Pizza Hut side mission or story. Whatever. Oh lord, Pizza Hut like, demo disc for the PlayStation. Where I, where I used to live, there were there were Pizza Huts, but they were there were no dine-ins. Like they all yeah, shut uh, down. Uh, I yeah, that was called COVID. We all had that. I, I currently living elsewhere temporarily. And there's within like ten minutes two sit down Pizza Huts near me, and I'm just like, Oh wow! I gotta go. I gotta the see. If they got pizza the buffet. I gotta sit. I gotta get the big red cup. There is nothing like going to to a Pizza Hut to sit down and dine. It smells so freaking good. The lot is lost. It is becoming lost to time. And then you get to Sad. play Metal Slug. Oh, uh, I dude. play uh, Area Fifty One. Um, so we had at our also, Pizza Hut. Also acceptable. Area Fifty One for the PlayStation Two. No, Area 51. Oh, Area 51. The, the name. Yeah, it, was, it was like an Atari made like a oh, I see. shooter, okay. like a light gun shooter. We had the big orange guns. Super good game. Very fun. So the band that sings that, their their name is Big Mother Thruster. <laughs> <laughs> who turned that sucks. Who turned into Mercy Drive. That's better. And they also sing dun 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 hey dun 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 hey hey nothing nothing hey hey so what the hell is that Randy Orton's their- <laughs> <laughs> I think it was. Did they change their name between doing songs? Like, okay, now we're this band. Oh, they're different. Yes, how do you know? I I know how the music business works. Okay, this is the game I thought y'all were talking about, by the way. No, I know what you're talking about. The one made by Midway. It's got the alien face in the cover. I never played it, but like back when it came out, uh, a legit fear I had was of aliens. And so when I saw that cover, I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. You, you had a legit fear of yes. aliens? Yes. Uh, it was around I mean, like fourth. Enough. It was like fourth grade. I read a book that was supposed to be like a serious take on aliens and talks about like Roswell. And I was like, oh my gosh. And so whenever I'd be outside at night, I was, I had a fear that I would be abducted. <laughs> As I was abducted, they stuck their fingers in every conceivable hole. <laughs> well, you would have liked the other Area 51 game, the one, the Pizza Hut Area 51. You would have loved that because you just take a gun and just blow them into chunks. It's awesome. That does sound awesome. And they make they make the same noise over again. Seriously, shoot them like a thousand times and just. just <laughs> they accidentally star team members and then you lose a life. Yeah, exactly. And star with two R's because it's cool. So I'm starting to think you guys don't like Hill Maven. So why don't we move on from that, shall you we? Don't, you think so? <laughs> move on from Anyways, Jake, what do you think of the match? <laughs> well, well, hold on. Let's let's talk about this match or or two matches yeah. actually. 
literally all it is. Three matches we need to blow through. (laughs) Oh my gosh, no kidding. (laughs) So, um, Maven, you know, they lock up to start, and then Maven demands a clean break. And he goes outside of the ring and gets on the microphone. And he just starts antagonizing them for like five minutes. Tells them to shut up. I can't hear what you're saying. Maven with a surprisingly thick southern accent. You wouldn't think it by looking at him. But good gosh, he got that Virginia accent. Got that Virginia accent. Hey, I'm Maven and I don't like what you're doing. I'm Maven and I don't don't like eating corn cobs a long way. (laughs) (laughs) They do that down in Atlanta. Do that in ATL. I bet you Cody eats corn the long way, don't he? The dirty, dirty. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, to Maven's credit, it worked. The crowd was very upset with him. And, uh, well, Maven decides to that... To be the- fair, I was very upset with him, too. <laughs> <laughs> Santa Claus, you're back from Armageddon 2004. <laughs> who, who are you challenging uh, on this pay-per-view? I just came by to get my paycheck. I'm out of the door. Bye. <laughs> How much? How much did you get paid? What was the payday, brother? Brother, about three fifty. Luck this monster. Um. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Maven decides that the championship is not for him, and so he goes to leave. But before the count can reach ten, Maven runs in and he gets caught in a roll up, and Shelton Benjamin retains the title. Hooray! Hey. After that, I mean, if we got to rate that match, uh, thumbs down. <laughs> thumbs up. What a horrible match. Thumbs up. Great match. Glad it was over. Thumbs middle. <laughs> well, at least it wasn't a brother sucks. Uh, Maven throws a hissy. Maven decides to throw a fit and calls out Shelton Benjamin for another match, saying he wasn't ready. So Benjamin walks back to the ring and hits a T-bone. <laughs> what the? Sorry. I'm just being a dumbass over here. <laughs> That's totally fine. Uh, so, Benjamin, he comes back to the ring, hits Maven with a T-bone suplex for the pin and the win. And, uh, Kyle, what do you think about this segment matches as a whole? Eh. Eh. <laughs> That's basically it. It just... It happened. Well, at least nobody got hurt. There's that. There is that. I kind of wish someone would have gotten her, yeah. <laughs> be something to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I wish a knee would have blown out. Seems like they were playing it safe, you know? I wish Maven would have like jumped off the top rope onto his feet, like completely normal, and then both his knees would have just exploded and he would have fallen over. Kind of like, like that episode uh, of South Park. Yeah, that episode where Kyle dunks and his, his testicles are in his knees. But yeah, thumbs down. Uh, this went on way too long. And I, I'm going to be honest, I do like Maven's heel work. I think there was something there. It's just in the early stages. But, I mean, this is Maven's last year in the company. So, um, ultimately, this did him no favors. It made him look like a chump. Which, Maven's got a look. He's got the package. But, like, just something's missing. So. He's got the package, dude. I knew He's I couldn't get away from that. Whoa, guys, stop the pod. We gotta hear some ads. Peace. 
Forget everything you think you know about Resident Evil. I'm under the President's order to rescue you. My father? Oh my god! What's going on? Don't worry, Ashley. I'm coming for you. I am for the Evil has evolved. Resident Evil 4 for Nintendo GameCube. Rated M for Mature. Only from Capcom. When the most powerful forces on Earth collide, war's just begun. Only one warrior, her name is Electra, can tip the balance between good and evil. On January 14th, from the forces that brought you X-Men, Electra, rated PG-13, January 14th, only in theaters. Now that's what I call music. Volume 19 is here. Windmill, windmill for the 90s, everybody in. With 20 of the hottest hits from 20 superstar artists featuring Gorillaz, Coldplay, and Gwen Stefani. That's what I call music. 19 has 20 of your favorite hits, including Backstreet Boys and Three Doors Down. To order Now That's What I Call Music, Volume 19, call or order online at nowthatsmusic.com. $18.98 plus $4.95 shipping and handling. Special edition, now CD holder, free with paid order. Rush delivery available. Cut to Jim Ross, who informs us King is preparing for his upcoming match. The recap. Why is that funny? It's just the the whole concept of it's just funny. Uh, uh, he's in the back getting ready for this big match he's got, and he's popping it up. He's doing a hundred squats and push-ups. I kind of wish I had a push-up pop. Down here, it's kind of hot. Try yeah. to push up my man titties are. <laughs> <laughs> they recap what happened last Monday between uh, them and Muhammad Hassan and Koshiro Davari in the Arab American debate. Uh, this shows our beloved announcers on the receiving end of a beatdown. To explain such actions, we cut backstage to Muhammad Hassan. <laughs> Nobody cares. What do you mean isn't, nobody cares? Isn't, isn't the chanting in his <laughs> chanting in his theme either just sounds like it or is the lyric just I'm an alien or something like that? <laughs> it's, it's actually just uh, I'm an Englishman in New York translated into Hindi. <laughs> I have not heard of this uh, theory, I guess. Muhammad Hassan making his ruthless aggression debut here. He claims the footage was biased. Fox News, CNN, Fox, oh my God. Fake news. <laughs> Fake news. <laughs> I only trust the onion with my news. <laughs> what it didn't show, according to Muhammad, 
is King calling him names and Jim Ross saying, Go get it if you don't like it. As far as Muhammad is concerned, they got what was coming to them. Muhammad is excited to wrestle here in Puerto Rico because they can relate to him so much and calls them second class citizens, so boo! Kiss my ass! <laughs> we're Americans too! He's basically just like like a culturally insensitive, like, um, Elias, you know? Although Elias and just like the sports, that was just, that was just egregious. <laughs> like, you're, you're not a good heel, it's just cheap heat. Which essentially is what this is, but just playing on a much darker, sensitive topic. <laughs> Which would hide bad wrestling, in theory. So, uh, Muhammad says uh, he is disappointed in Puerto Ricans. He's disappointed that they treat him the same as Americans do. He recalls that they got their hotel reservations revoked and they got detained at the airport for three hours. So, tonight, here at New Year's Resolution, <laughs> I mean Revolution... His revolution is just beginning. takes on Jerry, the King Lawler, with old Jim Ross, boom, boom. (laughs) (laughs) So, Muhammad Hassan has arrived. He's been cutting promos via vignettes talking about American, uh, excuse me, talking about how America discriminates against the Arab American. And he's here to shun those that do so. And in the process, picked fights firstly with Mick Foley, But then, on Jerry Lawler and Jim Ross, they end up having a debate, which ends in Jerry and and Jim saying, if you don't like it, leave it, as I already said. But Muhammad actually makes pretty good points. Muhammad, in his own words, feels like a prisoner in his own country due to the unfair treatment he receives. And he takes exception with the Iraq war as a result. So it's kind of funny if you're paying attention, which... People weren't doing back then. Like if you see, no, and if you see someone from the Middle East or Arab American, you're probably gonna look at them funny. That's just how it was. I mean, Kyle and I can probably speak to this. Like in the Deep South, it's like oh, terrorist, you know. Oh yeah. I mean, what was it like up north, Jake? Yeah, there was a lot of Islamophobia that I, I was kind of just force fed. Um, and I had to kind of flush out later in life and realize that I was actually being taught some uh, some pretty hateful stuff about people that had nothing to do with what was going on. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it was hard to get around that sort of thing as a child. All you see on the news is the war in Iraq, and you think, or at least I did, that, it, you know, oh, you know, they blew up the Twin Towers, so, like, we're getting back at them. And really, it was not as as clear as that. Yeah, that's one thing that, like, definitely growing up, I was like, oh, what the hell, <laughs> you know? And so me as a kid, here's Muhammad Hassan say, this war is unfair. And it's just like, oh, you're obviously a bad guy because we're getting back at you for 9-11, of course. But (laughs) no, Muhammad actually made a pretty good point. (laughs) So, and Muhammad, air quotations, this is um, an Italian man playing playing a Middle Eastern man. So, 
I just always find it funny how it's like, this is one of those moments where it's just like Vince's moral compass shining through. <laughs> what do you mean by like, that? Yeah, just hire him. He looks brown enough. Who cares? We're just going to bring him in. <laughs> I mean, would I be wrong, though, for saying that he does kind of look the part? I mean, if you're not paying attention, you're like, oh, yeah, Middle Eastern. It's wrong that they're doing that. But he does look yeah. the part somewhat. I mean, yeah, you know, tan guy. Yeah. I mean, like, in the era of, like, you know, we didn't just have, like, a computer with all knowledge in our pockets at all the time. It's like, no, yeah, he definitely passed for it. Like, I didn't ever really question it until years later whenever I was like, oh, yeah, what happened to that guy? <laughs> and did a Google. I did a little Googling. Man, he got such a bad deal in the end. Oh, hearing, hearing his stories of, like, how he was treated, like, just in, like, the roster and stuff. felt bad for the guy. You just learn what morons worked for WWE, not just the writers, but the roster of wrestlers mm -hmm. who think it's like, dude, he's not actually a quote unquote terrorist. He's Italian Mark, you know, um, but and I don't mean wrestling Mark, but just I think his name is Mark. God name Mark. Exactly. Like um, like an undertaker that we all know and love. So I, I feel for him, man. Um, so his run will be. We'll begin and end in this year, but, um, yeah. So, no commentary as JR is at ringside in the corner of Jerry Lawler. A little, little awkward there. <laughs> really awkward. They could have at least brought the coach down to talk. Which they, they end up doing, so why yeah. didn't they do it for the match? They wanted you to feel engrossed like you were there at ringside watching live. Well, I definitely felt gross. <laughs> oh. So we begin the match, uh, scoop slam by Hassan. We got a lockup with a scoop slam by Jerry Lawler, which Lawler chants fill the arena. I'll always have a small spot for, or a soft spot, excuse me, for, for Jerry Lawler matches. Something about it, man. Something about it back then was was, was nice. Well, Jerry, Jerry works uh, Jerry Lawler's match. And so when you see it, you know, it's going to be what it's going to be. Dang, you sound like a... Uh, I was going to say, you sound like John Cena's cousin on the John Cena album. It's going to be what it's going to be. be. <laughs> hey, uh, Mom and Dad, um, it's been a while since, you know, the incident, but uh, I'm tight now. It's a John Cena lyric. Call your mom and dad and tell them that you're tight now. Oh, <laughs> well, the way, the way you say it, is that the Right Now song? I think so. I love that song, unironically. No, it's tight now. That's the song. Let's get it on like the slow jam. Anyway, uh, Kyle, were you going to say something? I was just going to add that Levi sucks. That's all. Oh, oh, I thought we were beyond this. Nope. <laughs> we got beat, brother. We got to settle this in the cage. So, lock up with us on. Slamming Lawler again and again. We get five slams in a row by Muhammad Hassan. Lawler spills out to the floor. We get a lockup, knee in the corner by Hassan, and a hammer throw Irish whip. Lawler blocks an oncoming Hassan with a boot, clothesline by Lawler, and Hassan going to the outside of the ring. Hassan gets in JR's face, and uh, which sounds like what? Kyle? <laughs> Zesty Jim Ross. <laughs> Lawler eats an elbow in the ring. 
Hassan exposes the top turnbuckle. We get a small package by Jerry Lawler. Hassan shoves Lawler's shoulder first into the ring post, followed by a camel clutch. Hassan transitions into front chancery. Knee to the face by Hassan. Another camel clutch by Hassan. And a boot to the head for two. Suplex. The crowd loves it. <laughs> we definitely get some boring chants mixed in this match. Which is like the one of the English words that they understood. Mm-hmm. Suplex by Hassan for two. Cobra clutch from a seated position by Hassan. Lawler fights out with elbows and knees to the ribs by Hassan. Stops that. We get dose for Hassan. Right hands. Lawler begins shaking off with the right hands. And the strap is down. He means business. Oh, it's on now. Right hands by Lawler. Drop kick. And Lawler is on the middle rope. We get a fist drop by Jerry Lawler. Goes for the pin, but it's only good for two. Lawler DDTs Hassan. And Davari places Hassan's foot on the rope during a pin. And Lawler... Right in front of the ref. Lawler chases after Davari. Davari continues running as Hassan catches Lawler with the complete shot, or a self-rock bottom, if you will, for the win. Uh, Kyle, what do you think about this match? Uh, it was a Jerry Lawler match with uh, some other dumb bullshit tech to it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, this wasn't much anything. I agree with the crowd. Pretty boring. Nothing that really stood out <laughs> whatsoever. Other than the creepy, odd atmosphere by there being no commentary. It just made the whole thing unsettling and, frankly, just more difficult to watch. So, I don't know. Thumbs down for me. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Hassan got lost during the camel clutch and like didn't know what to do, and so he just went to it again and was like, "So thumbs up, you know, thumbs down for me." This match sucked. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "A brother loves it." Brother love. Nothing, nothing's quite brother sucks about this show, in my opinion. No, nothing's brother sucks on this show. Hey guys, this is a no brother sucks guarantee, but that doesn't say much. <laughs> Well, that makes this next review awkward because brother son, I'll play. <laughs> but thumbs down. Uh, it was a huge snoozer. The only part I was interested in was Jerry Lawler getting antagonized or that one part where Davari um, punched his hat off. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, you don't come over here and hit my hat. I'm Jim Ross, damn it. <laughs> and then, he, then, like, there was a the one part where... Uh, Davari goes around the ring and gets cut off by Jim Ross, and he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> he, like, throws his hat, and he's like, yeah, now you're going to get it. And then he just gets in the ring, and nothing happens. Poor but Jim. But just the, the, oh, yeah. He knocks off Jim's hat, and, like, all, like, there's, like, a big hole in his head, and all of, like, this goo starts falling out. <laughs> <laughs> you, can see, you can see the little alien operating Jim Ross from behind the, uh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a Men in Black scenario. Looking for his sugar water. Yeah, give me some sugar and water. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I need it for my milky fingers. Ooh. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
backstage to Batista and Randy Orton. Batista. So Batista. Batista is about to cut a promo before Randy Orton interrupts him. And Orton, he's questioning, like, what are you gonna do if it's just down to you and Triple H? Are you gonna you gonna become the world champion? Yeah, because probably. I mean Triple H, he's eventually gonna turn on you, dude. Orton asked Batista, yeah, are you gonna kick Triple H's A double snakes? Or are you gonna kiss it? Yeah, probably. That's basically what yeah, Batista probably. said. What if they started calling Batista weird nicknames? Like they try to get a bunch over, kind of like how they did with Triple H back in the day. Like, like, like Randy Orton. Randy Orton just comes up. Hey, Teast, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought you were going in the direction of like a Seth Rollins or Braun Strowman, like the monster among men or the, the architect of the Beast Slayer in the Shield. Um, yeah. Like if Batista was I, 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 the monster from the Rompster. HWB's weird obsession with everybody having a nickname. But not just a nickname, like too elaborate of a nickname. The one that always got me, and like, you know, this isn't knocking him because I've always liked the guy, but freaking Damien Priest, he's the archer of infamy. Like, what the hell is that? (laughs) He would just come out and and pantomime uh, doing a bow and arrow, and he's like, that's it. I'm I'm the the archer. archer. Really? I didn't know this. Yeah. This is yeah, true. that I was can, the thing. I can verify it. Was this like when NXT days or something? Yeah, no, that's like right when he got to the to the the ship. Yeah, before they put him on the whole trajectory of like Judgment Day and stuff. Which okay, I'm glad he's finding success now. I saw him at a Ring of Honor show as as the champion, television champion, and I felt bad because nobody, like hardly anybody, came over to get a picture with him. So oh like, yeah, oh. you did get a picture with him, didn't you? I didn't get a picture with him. (laughs) 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 To be fair, to be fair, I didn't get a picture with anybody. So okay, I am a good guy. I would never get a picture with Damian Priest. There was one guy that you that that weren't they weren't getting a bunch of pictures, and you went over to him. Who was that? Uh, I think it was Eugene. No, (laughs) (laughs) just kidding. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't recall. Oh, anyway, um. So what will Batista do? What what if it comes down to him in Triple H? What's going to happen? I don't know. I, I don't know. So, last time we talked about this feud, uh, we were missing Jake, I believe, and uh, I, I believe it was Taboo Tuesday. Jake, Jake lucked out. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, let's go to Jake with some of the, I mean, we've gone over the backstory of this feud, but Jake, what do you, what do you make of Snitsky maybe or maybe not causing the death of Kane's child and thus feuding with I- Kane? I think it's very, very ostensibly clear that this was not in any way, shape, or form Gene Snitsky's fault. Okay? <laughs> not his fault at all. Like, we need to clear the air and make sure everybody knows he didn't do this. This is not his fault. I think it's really mm-hmm. weird that they turned this entire, like, regrettable moment into a guy's entire gimmick. 
the funny thing is, like, Snitsky, you know, it, it, for all intents and purposes, seems like a nice guy now and all that stuff. He's still riding off that. I just saw he came out with a line of shirts and, like, oh a wrestling gosh. tees that was just, like, talking about, like, uh, Snitsky's babysitting service because I punched <laughs> a baby, remember? Someone tagged baby me. Killers. Someone tagged us on that on Twitter. I got to figure out who it was <laughs> and give him credit. Because, yeah, that's the only reason I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, whatever, man. You got your thing, just freaking ride it into a paycheck. Why not? Yeah, this whole, this whole, like, the fact that this is the semi-main shows you exactly how little there was for this show. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're having a stretch time now because they've had two matches end because of knee explosions. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah. So, oh, do we? Oh, I forgot. Oh, that's after this. Uh, the Bischoff coming out. Oh my God, is so good. Uh, I can't find it immediately, but someone, you, listener, you know who you are. So thank you for uh, sharing this. I am very sorry. I'm not prepared more. Shout me out on Twitter, and I will give you credit. Okay, shout out to Crash, Crash. Landis. Uh, one time I crashed on the land, and I said is. <laughs> Hilarious. That was so, hilarious. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, as as we last left off, Big Gene Snitsky, he uh, pushed Kane off of a stretcher. And he kicked his butt at Taboo Tuesday, and Kane's back, and he's such a good guy. He's a good guy. He didn't do nothing wrong. So, gosh, this, this feud since such wrong messages to the to the viewer but whatever um kane's a good guy again and i must say before we get started that kane works best as a good guy uh if he's a bad guy kane works best as a good guy i think so in at, at least as uh unmatched kane now if kane is saying nothing and being a bad guy that works but he has to talk without his mask, so Yeah, yeah. I just I just don't want him to come out and be like, Lita, there's something I really want to talk to you about. Well, I mean, didn't he do this though? I mean, yeah, we're not wrong. So let's get underway here, shall we? No wait. Snitsky punches away at Kane. Kane explodes out of the corner with a clothesline. We get huge uppercuts and elbows by Kane. And a scoop slam followed by an elbow drop. Big leg drop by Kane. Kane chokes the life out of Snitsky. We get a patented uppercut by Kane. Oh, come on. It's not boring. Come on. Who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe uh, Kane will do that top rope fisty punch. That's really cool. Top rope fisty no. punch. Top rope fisty punch. Yeah, that's always exciting and never boring and anticlimactic when he and, does it. And happens every time. You talking about when he rolls all <laughs> cool out of the way? Right. Yeah, you notice when he does an uppercut, he does it like... He's spiking his hand in their neck. Isn't that cool? I want to see a UFC fighter do that. The the cane uppercut? Yes. I want to see someone come in and do the Cesaro uppercut in the middle of a UFC fight. <laughs> I want to see somebody I want to see somebody do the Cesaro spin in a UFC fight. <laughs> sit down into a sharpshooter in the middle of the octagon. Hey man, someone won a UFC match with the walls of Jericho. Anything's possible. I mean, hell yeah. <laughs> Um, 
Uppercut by Kane, Power Slam by Kane, only good for two. Snitsky, <laughs> no. I just imagine like the dumbest moves to do in a UFC fight, like wrestling move wise. I'm just thinking of somebody <laughs> trying to do like a Bronco Buster. In <laughs> <laughs> or a big stink face. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's only in the women's. Conor McGregor's raising the roof by God. <laughs> McGregor with the stank face. Or they start doing uh, high risk moves off the top of the octagon. <laughs> when someone hits a swanton bomb off the top of the octagon. Ricochet with the springboard planche at a Jorge Masvidal. <laughs> God. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. What's a dumb wrestling move? <laughs> Irish whip? I don't know. <laughs> I got just combo slice with a Spanish fly off the top of the, <laughs> the Canadian destroyer. <laughs> Canadian destroyer. Oh, he'll he'll do the uh, he'll do like the fucking what's the Adam Cole Canadian destroyer called? <laughs> he does that off the top sunset of the sunset. Something uh, Panama sunrise. Sunset Panama sarsaparilla. Sunrise, there you go. Watch out! Yeah, it's Francis Ngannou with a chair. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh what! Oh, oh what! What the hell's Conor McGregor? He's got those brass knucks. <laughs> Jeez, that would be so painful. That would be awful. Just like shoot, yeah. press knuckle punch, just like crack somebody's skull open. <laughs> McGregor's got the dynamite diamond ring. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. No, it's the no. Uh, he's got the Dana White diamond ring. <laughs> That's for slapping your wife. That's not for use in the ring. By God, Brock Lesnar sh- should have hit an F five on somebody. F five on Kane Velasquez. <laughs> he would have won. Brock Lesnar KOs somebody as they're falling. He picks him up and hits him with an F five. Could you do an F five legit? Like just kind of like quickly grab someone's I mean, arm. I've hit my. I've I've dead weight. Deadweighted my kids into an F five, so I mean I think Brock Lesnar could probably do it. Yeah. Anyway, let's get, let's get to the stupid match. <laughs> All right, we're just avoiding talking about the stupid match. If you haven't noticed, match is stupid. It's stupid. Anyways, so two guys get in the ring, slap around. Nobody enjoys it. Yeah, it's Levi. I don't, Levi, what do you think about this match? I don't see any reason we can't go to the end here. So we'll say uppercut by Kane. Okay. Uh, Snitsky is caught by the throat, and both men grab one another's throats, but Kane outpowers Snitsky. Knee by Snitsky. With a big old kiss. Kane actually gets bitten by Snitsky, oddly enough. Kane blocks a clothesline with a big boot. Kane sits up many, many times, and uh, he cuts. He does the throat slashing motion and big tombstone pile drop. I gotta give. I gotta give props to Kane there. That was a cool looking move. And uh, this match is over. Um, I'm going to say thumbs middle for this match. Um, I really do like seeing Kane as a good guy. And it's kind of... It started the process of healing with Kane for me. Like, I despise Kane. Everybody knows that. But maybe now we can move to liking Kane again. Maybe. Uh, And I know his future on the podcast does not look good. But I'm open. So I'll say that. And if you guys aren't, I totally understand. Levi is openly saying he's setting himself up for disappointment. <laughs> now, now. I'll tell you I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I don't buy that. Because I have, you know, I have watched 
Kane's debut through this crap and later in career. And I can tell you, throughout his whole career, aside from a few highlights, Kane sucks. <laughs> so I don't have any hope. We'll we'll have to review corporate Kane to to really enjoy oh, him. God, uh, I'm leaving. The, the mask box. is. <laughs> Oh no, the mask is out of the box. That means the demon walks among us. You don't want me to put my mask on again. <gasps> Remember when he put a mask on and he was cool? <laughs> yeah, don't threaten us with entertainment. <laughs> For real. <laughs> Jake, what do you think about the match? This match was lame. Oh no. <laughs> this match, whatever, who cares? There's two big fat guys slapping each other. <laughs> fat? Gene Snitsky's ripped. Yeah, he's a, he's ripped fat, but... <laughs> what are you talking about? The dude's got abs. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make you... And, he's, make you and he's got abs, dude. He's it's got acne. He is riddled with acne. The dude's on roids. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, his, his muscle... He's got a muscle gut. He's skinny fat. Anyway, this match was whatever. <sighs> okay, like, Triple H. in the middle because nobody died. You know what? Just to just to keep the positivity going, I'll give it a thumbs middle too because Snitsky didn't die and Kane didn't pee his pants. I guess. <laughs> as far as you know, he wore his darks. <laughs> <laughs> um, Boiled fruit, yellow in front, brown in back. We- <laughs> We once again cut poolside, which they had been through the night. I just refused to keep writing it down. So we see like Maria Canellas like getting her bikini, and I've we seen see a beautiful woman before. We see Candice Michelle uh, rub suntan oil on a uh, Christy Hemi's back, and uh, you know, sexy. So we see Stacy Keebler and hello, ladies, Val Venus. And Stacy Keebler's like, oh my gosh, y'all want to play chicken? And so, have a chicken fight. So, <laughs> so the ladies grab partners to play chicken with. So, you got Christy Hemi and Rosie. You got, uh, I don't know, it's just the ladies, okay? It's not important. The only reason I want to talk about this <laughs> is. Uh, for some, That's what Vince would say. Like, all right, who's in the next women's segment? Oh, just the ladies. It's not important. <laughs> I, the reason I want to talk about this is uh, in this segment, I guess they're admiring the women, right? And uh-huh. Jerry Lawler decides to take a shot at JR, despite the fact JR was just in his corner in a heated rivalry. But he says, the last time. <laughs> he says, Chicken fight! I have a pretty good idea. I know it hasn't happened for a long time. The last time JR felt the press, it was in a Kentucky Fried Chicken box. Look at this. this. Oh, look. Chicken fight. 
He says, the last time JR felt a breast is in a bucket of KFC. <laughs> which, <laughs> which is stupid, right? But JR goes, ho, 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 ho. Just big can fake laughter. It took me so off guard. I died laughing, much like now. But <laughs> You're so mad about it. Ho, 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 ho. King, you watched the Nutty Professor. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> What's next? I gotta put my belt on with the boomerang. Oh, I get my my nails done, Earl Shab. Earl Shab, oh, get a king when be shopping. Okay, I like it. Like Jr. Jesus, joking. <laughs> Wash the titties and shut up. <laughs> hey, get off the stage. You ain't in show business. <laughs> oh my gosh. Let me guess, my blood type is equator. Wait, I said that wrong. <laughs> Rocky Road. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> anyway, I thought that was funny. Um, the the <laughs> ho 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 laugh. So, which has JR classic, which has already been clipped in at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so freaking funny! <laughs> every every time every time uh, Levi makes a joke that gets no reaction, you just gotta put it, put JR in the distance. Going, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> oh my god. We'll be right back after someone hits the pit stop here. It looks like Alonzo Perez. Well, it's it's uh, it's been a pleasure, Craig. You're leaving us? Yes, I'm going to be working at Anderson's just up the street. Anderson's? Hmm, that's a shame. Turn your back on us, would you? After all, we come for you. The rules of the London underworld. Learn to live by them. Rated M for Mature. There's still a place where rock is king. And nothing stands in its way. Welcome to Rocktopia, where all your rock dreams come true with 30 massive hits on two CDs or two cassettes. I do anything. You can't get this two CD collection in any store. Order this collection online at musicspace.com. Take the ultimate trip with Rocktopia. Get it now. To order, have your credit card ready. Call the number on your screen or log on to musicspace.com. Rush delivery available. Get it now. I know what you fear. There is nowhere to run, nowhere to hide, and no one to trust but him. Why can't you just be nice? Because the world isn't nice. On Wednesday, the final hunt begins. My friends are going to kill you. 
Infinity. Rated R. Starts Wednesday. I will shoot first and ask questions later. I will borrow a Hummer, a chopper, and a luggage cart all in the same day. I will flip a coin to decide which building to destroy, and then blow them both up anyway. I will use two grenades, when one would work just fine. I will destroy 17 trucks in a row just because I can. I will be grossly overpaid for doing things I'd probably do for free. I am a mercenary. I am a mercenary. I'm a mercenary, and I love my job. Mercenaries, Playground of Destruction, in stores January 13th, ready for tea. You are a mercenary in a playground of destruction. Hijack any vehicle. Use any weapon. Blow up anything. Blow it up again. Keep blowing stuff up. Blow the living crap out of it. Blow the living crap out of it some more. Mercenaries, playground of destruction. In stores January 13th, ready for teen. We see Eric Bischoff come out to the ring to discuss a few things. Jake, what happened here? Basically, uh, Eric Bischoff comes out and, and tries to be Vince McMahon at WrestleMania. He's like, oh, hey, I came up with this evil, super sinister structure. And he's in two hours into the show, he's like, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Elimination Chamber. Yeah, what the heck was that? <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird. It's like this clear that they had to come out and burn like four or five minutes because everyone died at the beginning of the show. But like <laughs> it was so dumb and pointless. It's just like Eric Bischoff coming out to talk for no reason. Well, didn't he do that at the first elimination chamber? Yes, Eric he did. Bischoff just comes out and talks. I think he... it made sense then because it was like, yeah, I've been putting together this evil thing. I guess they're just like Eric, do it again. Just. I guess. Come on. <laughs> I think they're really trying to identify this match with Eric Bischoff because I, I, this is their version of War Games, right? Because Vince absolutely refused to have that match. But War Games. I think it also War had game. to do. Was it? Uh, was it Major League Wrestling? Is either Major League Wrestling, Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, or Ring of Honor bought the rights to use the name War Games, and uh, that might have something to do with it too. But I know Vince didn't want to put on that match. Because it wasn't my idea. Despite the fact that the Bra and Panties match was WCW's idea. Not <laughs> bro, we'll get the Undertaker out there in a Bra and Panties match, bro. Hey, I said Bra and oh, Panties match. Not the Get Your Boobs Out match. I thought you said Bro and Panties match. My bad. Not the Make Me Nut match. What if the Bra and Panties match was a Dusty creation? <laughs> hey, so we're we going to get a Bra and Panties match out there. <laughs> It's gonna be amazing. Cody Rhodes. I gotta. Cody Rhodes is like I have to finish the story. The match my father created. <laughs> Raw and panties against Roman Reigns. <laughs> Corey, nobody has ever beaten the Tribal Chief in a Bra and panties match. <laughs> I don't think no, Roman. Suppose they haven't. <laughs> <laughs> 
we're gonna put Jey Uso in the center for this make me not match. <laughs> that would be Paul Heyman, right? <laughs> What's that? What's that? Solo Sikoa? He's interfering back. <laughs> No. <laughs> oh god, that's Jacob Fatu. <laughs> okay, so now it's time for your <clears throat> main event of the evening. Heavyweight champion with a referee down with that steel chair. Oh wait. Champion, we need to know. Edge tapped out at exactly the same time that Chris Benoit's shoulders were counted down to three. Therefore, I'm not going to name anybody world champion. Bishop, whether he likes it or not, is going to have to make this decision. As far as I'm concerned, this world heavyweight championship is vacated. You are no longer the world heavyweight champion. until New Year's Revolution, when we have one of the biggest championship matches in Raw's history. And it's going to feature Chris Benoit and Triple H. Y, 2, J, Chris Jericho. Evolution's own Batista. Superstars who are competing in the Elimination Chamber are in one-on-one -on -one matches against unannounced opponents. The man that wins it the fastest will enter the chamber last at New Year's Revolution. And there is a distinct advantage if you're the last man in. And good God Almighty, Batista just flew Benoit's time out of the water. All six superstars survive tonight. Batista will be the last man released from the Elimination Chamber. What's your problem, huh? This was real simple to understand. You weren't supposed off. to beat the claw. I know, piss me off. I did what I did. I'm sorry. This was real simple. Hey! Now, you are starting to piss me off. Human. 
human body. This match is like being in a series of head-on car crashes. Six raw superstars willing to put themselves through hell for the ultimate prize, the World Heavyweight Championship. These men are playing Russian roulette with their careers in this environment until there is one Benoit and Edge all to win it all I guess with special referee Shawn Michaels oh yeah with special referee Shawn Michaels <laughs> like how you always say Bautista <laughs> Bautista <laughs> giddy up own bop own bop mow mow <laughs> <laughs> makes me want to play San Andreas so, uh, the World Heavyweight Championship was vacated because uh, a match, a triple threat match for the World Heavyweight title on Raw, saw Chris Benoit versus Edge versus Triple H for the world title. So, Benoit makes Edge tap while Edge had Benoit's shoulders to the mat. So, Bischoff decided to, or was it was it Vince that vacated the belt? Anyway, I'll just say... Bischoff decided to book an Elimination Chamber match to decide who will be the champion. So, during the the course of one Monday Night Raw, they had a beat-the-clock challenge. And whoever got the fastest time would enter in last, which was Batista. Which, Batista unfortunately jobbed out Rhino. It was very sad to see. Because, you know, Rhino, he's our boy, right? Oh, Oh, yeah, dude. But he he beat him like 90 seconds, dude. It was bad. (laughs) Oh, it yeah, was that sucks. It was a huge job, dude. Like, oh, I felt so bad for Rhino. 
Like you couldn't have got to jury. TNA and and throw that that bag of title in the trash. (laughs) Uh, So Batista got the fastest time. Uh, Edge ended up losing his match. Um, Or no, not losing. The time went past. So he entered in first. Right out of the pods. I don't even remember. (laughs) First, the first out of the pods. Yeah, was Triple H. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because they didn't waste any time. Because he, he of all of them, like Triple H is the one bumping like freaking crazy on the metal. He really, really is. I remember Chris Benoit. He went against Viscera and beat him within the time. Um, oh boy, so, this. Yeah, man, Viscera, mm. our boy. We'll get to see more of him this year. <laughs> I don't know when he's going to become the big daddy. Uh, I think around Backlash actually is when that happens. Mm. Because Trish, like, hires him as a bodyguard, and he's like, look at all my condoms. Ooh. And she's like, oh, gross. <laughs> oh, dude, stop popping Viagra. I can see your boner. Apparently, that's something he actually did, though, was, like, watch a bunch. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's what people said. That's what the long-held story is. He would just pop Viagra in the back and just, like, stand around the dude's just a big boner. That's <laughs> so weird. <laughs> it's weird, but whatever. I mean, sure, I do that sometimes, but you don't hear me brag. <laughs> you know, it's just around my friends. I don't, I don't <laughs> so anyway, that's kind of how we got here. Um, we begin the match with Chris Benoit and Chris Jericho. And every five minutes, a participant enters the match. Mm. So let's get underway. Underway in Puerto Rico. Chris Benoit has Chris Jericho in the corner. We get a lockup, and Jericho takes the back. Benoit wriggles free for a hammer lock. Benoit sweeps his way free, and we uh, reset between the two. Right hands by Y2J, and we get a big chop by Benoit. These dudes chop the crap out of each other. Oh, yeah. I really enjoyed the first five minutes of this match with, with Benoit and Jericho. It made the crowd say, Ayos mio. Mm-hmm. It was, it's kind of like the, the beginning of the, the very first match with <laughs> when it started with Regal and Christian. Mm, yeah. It's like, this is good, but oh yeah, there are other people here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Close line by Benoit, big chops by Benoit, and Jericho chops back. Uh, Benoit looks for the sharpshooter, but Jericho rolls through. But he eats a huge German suplex. Jericho escapes a cross-face attempt. And we get knees by Benoit. Another huge chop by Benoit. But Jericho catches Benoit with a flashback. So we finally get Triple H in. And Triple H pummels Benoit. Hammer throw Irish whip by Triple H. High knee on Jericho. Another hard Irish whip for Benoit. And Triple H gets two on the pin. Jericho chops Triple H. Irish whip to the corner, but Triple H bounces out with a clothesline. Benoit is tossed onto the steel, and Benoit is rammed face first into the steel chain wall. Benoit is bleeding as Triple H throws right hands to the open wound. He was a bleeding. He really, really was. Much like Brock mm-hmm. Lesnar against Cody Rhodes. No. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Benoit must be just kind of like okay at blading because I feel like more often than not he just gets like real gushing like Ugh. yeah if he was here today he'd have those Abdullah the Butcher's scars <laughs> no I'm just kidding uh, Benoit meets the wall again Jericho saves Benoit from a pedigree but right hands by Chris Jericho 
Another pedigree attempt, but Jericho spucking goes. <laughs> Triple H onto the steel. My goodness. I know Triple H after this, he wasn't the same. He had to walk around with a wheelchair for a few months. I heard uh, walk he's... around with a wheelchair. That's a contradictory. I'm like, <laughs> stupid. That's no, why, that's why he had to have uh, Batista carry him out of the ring. <laughs> on top of walking around in a wheelchair for a couple of days, uh, he, he he went on to say, in 20 years, I'll have heart surgery from genetics because of this. <laughs> what? It's, just, <laughs> it's kind of true. This is because of my genetics, but also because of this. <laughs> this is why it happens genetically. <laughs> oh, God. God, I don't know. I think that Spagango rocked him back down to his genetics. <laughs> <laughs> so hard his daddy felt it <gasps> says uh, Triple H senior somewhere Eugene's been hit so hard he got an extra chromosome folks oh my god <laughs> <laughs> double it and give it to the next person <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh hey is Triple H's dad double H mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah just Hunter Hurst Triple H's kids like Hunter Hirsch, Helmsley Harrison. Like they just keep adding an H name for each <laughs> oh my generation. Gosh. Well, I mean Triple H has all girls, so when oh, one of the yeah. girls wrestles, like, hi, I'm Harley Haley Quinn. Hirsch, I don't know. <laughs> gosh, shut up. <laughs> Haley Hurst Hemsley. Quinn. <laughs> Jericho drives Triple H back first onto the steel. Uh, Jericho taunts Batista in the meantime, and Jericho suplexes Triple H onto the ring. Two for Chris Jericho. Two for Chris Jericho. Benoit chops down Jericho and a neckbreaker by Benoit. Out next, we have Edge. Edge goes right for Chris Jericho, and we get a corner spear on Jericho. Apparently, that doesn't do as much damage as a non-corner spear. (laughs) Execution on Triple H. Edge belly-to-belly suplexes Benoit. Edge backdrops or spill gangos. Triple H. Jericho nails Edge with a missile drop kick. Springboard drop kick by... Right in the genetics. (laughs) (laughs) His granddaddy felt that one, boy. Oh, you're sorry. Yeah, you are sorry. Springboard drop kick by Jericho on Edge. Jericho knees Benoit in the abdomen. Edge eye rakes Jericho and Jericho is whipped into the steel chain wall. Triple H knees Edge in the face and Edge is smacked off the steel steel chain. Triple H tries for the pedigree again and Edge catapults the game into the steel chain wall. And I'm just thinking like if you're on the floor and you do a catapult, that IRL has to like really hurt your back. For real. Like that's all I'm thinking. Every time they do something on the outside that's like uh, i'm just gonna take this little bump it won't be that big of a deal it's like no you just that's just unforgiving Still, it really is demonic. but it looks like it looks cool so it's kind of oh yeah i kind of miss the old look of the chamber but i'd I, yeah i'd rather the rest everybody's <laughs> everybody says the same thing like the old chamber looks so cool but i'd rather not anyone die <laughs> <laughs> exactly um that wasn't that wasn't what Chris Benoit thought later in the Ooh. Match, 
Ooh. Edge scores with the diving. He's like, I want to die so bad. I'll take my <laughs> family with me. No. If only Ric Flair had that kind of zeal. Anywho, ha 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 ha. Thanks, JR. <laughs> Edge scores with the diving clothesline on Benoit for two, and Jericho is bleeding. Benoit has Edge in the crossface, but Edge rakes the eyes of Benoit. Low drop kick by Edge. Jericho nails Edge with a running enziguri, but it's only good for two. Triple H spines, but excuse me. Triple H spine busters Jericho. Two for Triple H, and Benoit Northern Lights suplexes Edge for two. Triple H pedigrees Jericho into oblivion. Edge big boots Benoit, and Randy Orton is the next man in the match. Hey, that's the other band. It's a completely different band. Orton bangs Edge off the steel chain wall and a crossbody on Triple H, followed by a flurry of rights. Triple H is dumped to the floor and Orton rams Triple H off the walls. Power slam by Orton and an RKO on Jericho. Benoit blocks the RKO for a crossface and Triple H is taunting Randy Orton in the hold. So Benoit stupidly uh, gets Triple H... Uh, gets his sights on Triple H and hits him in a sharpshooter. Orton RKO's Benoit, and Edge measures Orton for a spear, but Edge takes down Shawn Michaels. <gasps> Edge spears Orton, but there's no referee. Edge shakes Michaels, and Edge slaps Michaels, which leads to sweet chin music. Lion sought by Y2J, and Edge has been eliminated. Eliminated! cup of coffee. <laughs> Eliminated. <laughs> Benoit German suplexes Triple H with the trifecta German suplexes. Benoit climbs to the top of the pod for a diving headbutt. I thought that was incredible. Holy cow, it's yeah. a brain scrambler. And that move has landed Chris Benoit with the Pepsi Blue Splash of the Night. And now it's time for the Pepsi Blue Splash of the Night. Thank God! The Mayo Clinic CTE check of the night. Oh, <laughs> the CTE. Dang it! Fuck my own. <laughs> the CTE slam of the night. The Christopher Nowinski Legacy Award. <laughs> <laughs> Jericho has Triple H in the walls of Jericho, and Benoit clamps on the Crippler crossface. Batista busts out of his pod to save his mentor. And this part I didn't like because Triple H was in that hold forever. Of the simultaneous yeah. Walls of Jericho and Crossface. I'm like, that's that's lame. I hate that for See, Jericho. I didn't, have, I didn't have a problem with it until like Batista came out and they both like, okay, well, we're just going to stop doing this and, and attack. Also, also that. Like, they, it was cool looking, but man, it made them look like chumps. Well, I mean, it was cool looking, but I think they should just made it really brief because like... I know Triple H is like the ultimate alpha, but it's like, come on, you're just getting rocked. Two sides, like, how could you not tap? I'm gonna take both of your finishes. The and same whenever time. I tap, you'll be confused as to who gets the belt, so I'll just be like, well, I, well why don't I have it? And they'll just give it to me. I'm starting to think wrestling might be fake. <gasps> no. <laughs> Stop it. I'm angry at you. Do not 
not say that. Wrestling's fake. Wrestling's fake. <laughs> Uh, so Batista, he comes busting out of his pod because it looks like they had him locked in for too long. So he rips the chain off and comes in and shoulders off Jericho and Benoit. Benoit and Jericho are thrown to the floor with a spine buster on Orton. Triple H walks into Batista and the fans are dying for Batista to attack Triple H. But no such thing happens as Orton and Benoit attack Batista. Batista double clotheslines Benoit Orton, and Jericho is military pressed into the cameraman. That was a pretty cool spot. That was pretty brutal. Mm-hmm. Like, was that was that what was supposed to happen? Was it like a plant yeah. or was? The, well, the cameraman had an elbow pad on, so you tell me. Okay, okay. <laughs> the, the cameraman definitely looked like a uh, like an indie worker, and it was I was I was watching with a friend of mine, and I said. They had a cameraman on the cameraman. You tell me what was supposed to happen. <laughs> well, also, <laughs> yeah, do you guys want to know who that was? Your mom. <gasps> that turned out to be Kevin Owens. No, I'm just kidding. Say <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, dude, he lost a lot of weight. <laughs> I thought I saw Kevin Owens at the Dollar General the other day, but it turned it's just some fat guy. It's a fat guy with a beard. <laughs> A.K.A. almost everyone at WrestleMania. <laughs> Jake, that was a, a running joke at WrestleMania between Kyle and I. Hey, there's Kevin Owens. <laughs> Just this fat guy with a beard. Nice. There were, there were a lot of guys that you could tell were like clearly going for the Kevin Owens look because they're like, I love WWE and I'm fat. <laughs> I'm cosplaying as Kevin Owens. Orton is saved by Benoit, who chop blocks Batista. Right hands by Orton to the animal. Jericho rolls up Orton for two. Triple H knees Orton, and Jericho bulldogs Triple H on the steel. Batista rams Benoit into the steel chain wall. Triple H is bleeding everywhere. Batista chokes Benoit with his foot, and we get a spine buster on Benoit. Batista spine busters Jericho on top of Benoit. Amazing move there. And Batista uses that to pin Chris Benoit. He's out of here. Jericho chops Batista but runs into a power slam and a Batista bomb. So Chris Jericho is gone. Batista cleaning house here. And immediately Orton spugging goes. Oof. Triple H on the steel. Batista is sent into the steel chain wall for good measure, and Triple H catapults Orton into the wall. Orton is bleeding, and Triple H sits back while Batista does the damage. Triple H slaps Orton. Power slam by Batista for two, and Triple H spine busters Orton for two. Clothesline by Triple H for two. Batista pummels away on Orton, and Orton fires back for the two. Batista looks for the Batista bomb on Orton, and Orton double-fisted low-blows Batista and nails the RKO. Batista has been pinned. I, awesome. I, I, didn't, I didn't like that they pinned Batista there, man. I didn't like that they did it, but I like the way they did it because yeah. it gives him an out. Yeah, but if anything, man, like, I don't know. Like, if anyone's going to do it, it's, if anyone's going to do it, it should be Orton, but I, I just didn't like the idea to pin him here. But what are you going to do? So Triple H jumps Orton from behind. Triple H tosses Orton to the floor. Orton counters Triple H on the floor. 
and Triple H is rammed into the steel chain wall, into the steel chain wall multiple times. We got an RKO by Randy Orton, and Batista clotheslines Orton while Michaels was <laughs> he was taking out Ric Flair because taking the, the dog walking the dog on Ric Flair, which was hilarious to me because like I'm paying attention to what's going on in the ring, and then I noticed off to the left like Shawn Michaels is kicking the crap out of Ric Flair. <laughs> Uh, but then I got annoyed because Ric Flair's messing up the finish once again. So Triple H gives Randy Orton a gigantic wedgie, thus giving him a thong, and pedigrees him, pins to become the new world heavyweight champion. And uh, I give this match a thumbs up. Um, it's not the greatest Elimination Chamber match, I still think the 1 and 02 at this point was. Um, well, to be fair, I, I don't think I've seen any from the HD eras, but or at least none that like rocked my socks. But uh, this match wasn't bad. Uh, definitely better than SummerSlam 03, than Goldberg getting that wet fart of a loss. Oh my gosh, and Triple H in bicycle shorts. <laughs> it's better than that. So, <laughs> so. Uh, I give it a thumbs up. What do you guys say? Yeah, I'd, I'd say thumbs up too. It, it, it wasn't like anything. It, it wasn't the best uh, compared to like the, like you said though too, because that one was just so damn good. But it ain't bad. I mean, Triple H winning is is his title back. It's not like the best results, but like at this point, I'm kind of becoming numb to Triple H being champion. So it's like kind of just expected it from the get go. <laughs> Yeah, fun spots here and there. Other dudes did well, so thumbs up for me. I'll I'll give this match a thumbs up. Um, I thought it was good, um, but what I liked I liked more was the the post match. I thought the post match was really interesting. Um, there's a lot of layers there. Uh, if you're paying attention and watching closely, you notice that Batista isn't exactly on board with this celebration. What do you mean? He raised up Triple H. He's happy for his friend, wasn't he? Oh, I mean, if you like, he doesn't. He's got the boo boo face on the entire time, <clears throat> and then uh, at the end, when they raise arms and they're all standing there as a unified team, the entire time Batista's looking directly at the world championship. Uh, foreboding. I guess we'll have to stay tuned to the next episode. Oh. But in the meantime, that was New Year's Revolution 2005, and a show that exists um but a one-man show go watch the chamber if anything um or jim ross <laughs> laughing at that joke at his expense ha 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 <laughs> so damn buddy yourself buddy <laughs> god what do you think about the show that you watched three times uh <laughs> i tried to watch three times. Uh, yeah like everything that happened before is forgettable uh, elimination Chamber is definitely the highlight, but it's like, oh, cool, this is a, an Elimination Chamber match on my WWE DVD collection. I guess I'll watch it, you know. Um, you know, uh, the positives I'll say about it was Puerto Rico, super, super hot crowd. You could tell they were just loving to have some action there. Uh, but if you want to see that hot crowd, be better. Uh, we coincidentally are recording this the day after Backlash 2023, where it was a far better show. So go see that if you want a hot crowd and a decent show. 
Yeah, I like Kyle said, I mean, this crowd, it seemed like they were they were here for it and they were really excited to to watch this race or watch this this uh, <laughs> this Harley race. Harley race. Well, it's, it's Triple H. He wants to be Harley <laughs> player so yeah. bad. But yeah, it's just it's it's just there. The show kind of exists. The the air gets taken out of it. Um, it, it gets its legs taken out from under it right at the very beginning. And uh, ha 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 ha. And yeah, I, I don't know. It's <laughs> it's just kind of there. Good final match that makes it a, a thumbs middle show, but definitely not like not enough to to save it. And kind of going back to Kyle pointing out, you know, the Puerto Rican crowd. This is a rabid crowd that will reward you for for good product, man. They will absolutely uh, have fun with it, cheer, boo, as long as you put something good in front of them. And the fact that they were able to kill this crowd at any point says a lot about the product. So, um, but yeah, do go watch Backlash 2023. That was a great show. Um, crowd definitely rewarded them with it. Uh, man, that Carlito running. Did you see that? That was awesome. I, I legit popped my seat. That's got to be, like, be the biggest moment of his life. For real? <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, that was New Year's Revolution 2005. Join us as we will be reviewing next time Royal Rumble 2005. I am yeah. so excited for this show. Jake, what can we expect from Royal Rumble 2005? Oh, man. We've got a lot. There's going to be a lot to cover here. Uh, we've got a singles match between Shawn Michaels and Edge. Just a, a good old-fashioned grudge match there. Um, mm-hmm. The Undertaker in a casket match with Heidenreich. Oh, God. <laughs> We've got a triple threat match for the WWE Championship as JBL defends against Curtis Angle and Will. Yeah. All right, all right. In a singles match for the World Heavyweight Championship, Randy Orton challenges Triple H for the Big Goldie. And, of course, the 30-man Royal Rumble. That sounds like a fairly solid show. It sounds like it might be pretty good. And, of course, in the main event, Vince's quads leave the building. <laughs> <laughs> is this a Vince's quad show? It oh, is. God. It is. Oh. I, I definitely, I'm probably going to start watching this after we record. <laughs> That's the case. Dude, I'm so excited. But in the meantime, if you can't get enough of that ruthless aggression podcast goodness, you can follow us on social media. You can follow us on Twitter at RuthlessPod. Follow us on Facebook and YouTube, the Ruthless Aggression Podcast, Instagram, Ruthless Aggression Podcast, and TikTok, where Kyle does a bunch of dances to themes. No, no, lies! At RuthlessPod. Jake, where can they follow you? You can find me on Twitter at Crash Landis, or you can find me at BadFacts.info. That's where I host uh, my show with Alex and Jake. It's a podcast about nothing, and it's a lot of fun. And, I mean, I guess I should say you can follow me personally at Ruthless Pod Levi. I, I, I tweet and I chitter and I chat and I, I titter, so just um, you follow me there. Twitter, you chat and you chitter. <laughs> I got that from one of my son's bear books. It's the Bear Snores On by Karma Wilson. Check it out, dude. Mm. <laughs> I think I can. Like I think I can recite it from memory at this point. <laughs> uh, Kyle, where can they follow you? 
Hey, you can find me on Twitter at RuthlessPodKyle. You know, just keeping it casual. You reach out, say something, I'll say something back. What's up? And of course, you can donate to the show on Patreon.com forward slash RAPod. And uh, you can donate as little as a dollar. A dollar gets you access to show notes. uh, And five dollars gets you access to bonus episodes that you can't find anywhere else. Such as the time Jake and I reviewed WCW Sin. Remember that? Oh my. That was a lot of fun. It was a sin that that I couldn't make it for that. That That That's some good stuff. That used to be on the main feed, but I'm like, you know what? This doesn't fit the feel of Ruthless Aggression, so it's a a, a freebie. I mean, not a freebie. (laughs) You got to pay for it. But it's oh, it's a whole lot of fun. Mark Madden crap in a suit. Uh, uh, what Evan Courageous? Oh my god, I hate WCW so much. So no, that was a lot of fun. Kyle decided that uh, it was too much for him, much like Jake decided Taboo Tuesday was too much for him. So, <laughs> so uh, but you can check out hey, stuff like I, that. I, I I just learned from my favorite comedian, Then Bad. You know. <laughs> And you can also check out a review uh, Kyle and I did of WrestleMania 38, uh, The Return of Cody Rhodes. Uh, we actually attended that show, and so we talked about our experience going and the show itself. So uh, there's stuff like that you can find over there. Um, and we'd like to thank our donors to the show, uh, 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 Jake, uh, ADTR210. Uh, we thank uh, Mr. Fretz. We thank Nate the and Great. And we thank Josh JL on Twitter and Bipolar Lawman. We thank you all for your generous donation. And I guess that does it for us. Man, we look forward to the Royal Rumble. We look forward to Season 4. Hopefully we get that 4 stank of us off of here. So I think hopefully with this show behind us, it, we're on to greener pastures. So with that being said, this has been the Ruthless Aggression Podcast. I'm Levi. I am Kyle. I'm Jake, baby. Reminding you to... Ugh, stay ruthless. Oh.